Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Welcome to Greyhound, Going Greyhounds for another week. My name is Jared Daffy. Cat uh, Ernst joins me on the line. Morning, Cat. Morning, Jeff. How's sunny Queensland? It's uh, beautiful weather down here in New South Wales today. Yes, uh, well, sunny Queensland, you're right about that. I think it's going to be 30. It did rain a couple of days ago, but that's the first time for months and months, and I think it's well and truly gone now. Uh, where are you today? I am broadcasting from the gardens. Got a couple in this afternoon, so hopefully a few winners. But uh, looking forward to getting down to the meadows this Saturday night. Myself and Dan Huddy are going to be on track for Sky Racing 1 and Sky Racing Active, and what a couple of fields that we've got down there. Um, I think... Probably the deepest Top Gun stayers race that we've seen in quite some time, and that sprint sprint race hasn't it caused some controversy with the selections? Yeah, it certainly has. Three Group Ones there on Saturday night at the Meadows: the Hume Cup over the middle distance, the Top Gun stayers, and the Top Gun sprinters. Other features for the week: uh, we've got the uh, the Group Three Middle Distance Championship heats at Dapto on Thursday night. I must admit, I haven't had time to have a look at those yet. But yeah, the, those races at the Meadows. Um, a lot of controversy about what was in and what was not in the sprint. Um, of course, the criteria changed uh, this year, Cat, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, basically it's get the best field, uh, whereas in years gone by, if, if you had a Group 1, irrespective of when it was, uh, you were automatically in, but um, the format changed this year. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in a lot of years gone by, um, dogs that had sort of won Group 1 races perhaps eight months ago and weren't in the best of form were still getting preference into the race um, just because they had won that Group 1 race. Um, and that too, when H prize money was taken into consideration, which is something used down in Victoria, not really used anywhere else in Australia. So I think um, just because of some of the decisions that have been made over the last few years, obviously... Um, you're never going to make anyone 100% happy. Um, that's the nature of, I guess, these sort of invitation hand-picked fields. Um, but they made the decision to change the criteria this year and uh, move it into having it been the best, most exciting race. And um, I think looking at it on paper, um, I, I think that's exactly what they've got. Um, you know, eight really... Uh, good dogs in there that are all a realistic chance of winning the race. I don't think there's one that you look at and think it can't win. No, that's a good point. And there's probably half a dozen that could have made their way into the field. And you say, well, I understand why they're in. And and I know there's been a lot of finger pointing around some that are currently in the field. But when you have a think about it, if the aim was to get the best field, um, they're probably not too far short of that because, you know, Scalacci was one that created plenty of interest. Um, you know, why is he in the field? Well, we saw him in Adelaide. He can clearly run the hands off the clock. You'd think he'd be suited around uh, around the meadows. Uh, and, of course, probably the big one was, wow, she's fast, which we haven't seen for six months due to injury. You know, she won the last two Phoenix Phoenix's cat. But one thing about this, and I've seen a couple of media coverages of this race already, and all they've done is talk about, wow, she's fast. So I suppose you could argue that she's done her job already. Yeah, and I guess that's what it comes down to as well. It's getting uh, people talking. It's generating interest in the race. It's generating betting. It's uh, just getting more eyeballs on greyhound racing, which can only be a good thing. Um, and I think at the end of the day, let the race speak for itself. There's always going to be conjecture. And I guess, as I said before, that's the nature of having these type of races. And look, the the first, I'd say, five or six dogs probably handpicked themselves. And then you've probably got 
um, somewhere between four and six dogs that are sitting on the periphery and you could really flip a coin um, to see which one was going to get in and obviously it's a panel decision so not everyone on the panel was probably in agreement. Um, I probably had certain dogs above other dogs that you know someone else might not have had on top and um, but I, I suppose that's where um, that's why you have a panel that's why you have a panel so that's it creates the idea discussion of it. If, and yeah, yeah. If it was straightforward you say well I read somewhere the other day where someone suggested what about we have three two one point system for races through the year the field would look completely different I guarantee it wouldn't be anywhere near as good as what it is so you wouldn't have the likes of Scalacci in because it hasn't had many races race starts so uh, that, that's the idea of the panel. There's always going to be conjecture. Oddly enough, I tried to tidy up the criteria and it's probably created more conjecture this year. Yeah, but I mean, as I said, it, it is what it is. You're never going to make everyone 100% happy. Um, obviously, there's dogs that would have benefited from it being the old system um, and, you know, sure. that would have not favoured some dogs that are in it this year. So, um, I think we've got the best race that we possibly could have on paper and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens on Saturday night. Well, at the back end of the show, we might go through those prices, quickly whip through those prices because uh, it certainly is topical at the moment. But first cab off the rank today, we're going to catch up with Peter Sims now. Peter's got uh, Rampani in the Wagga Cup final on Friday night. It was the fastest heat winner. It was a pretty good win there from Boxer. We want to have a listen to that win. And away they go, Rampani left very quickly, it's one of the first out, Tigalong Ruby on the other hand was back near the rear as they settle down and they race out of the straight here and down on the inside, Loxton Bale taken on by Rampani, now as they go to the back followed by Total Faith, a lead further back in the race was Rebel Ethics, there goes Tigalong Ruby, she's commencing a long run from well back in the race with Cartwright Queen back behind her, but Rampani the favourite took over on the turn, Rampani leads by a length and a half to two, three in front, bolting away from them, Rampani getting up for second, Tigalong Tigalong, oh, it's very close between Tigalong Ruby and, and Rebel Ethics says there's nothing in it. They were for second and third, followed just behind those runners going over by Cartwright Queen, who finished off pretty well. Total well, Peter Sims puts the polish on Rampani, and we've been fortunate enough to catch him this morning and to discuss, uh, firstly, his heat win and, and then his uh, chances in the final on this Friday. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How are we? Good. Uh, well, he was the fastest heat winner, uh, 30-17 from box seven, but... I know he's renowned for his strength, but he looked really, really good in the run to the line. He raced right away from that field. Yeah, yeah, he went nice. He, you know, there's, he he did everything right. You know, he got a bit of open open air, and and he made good of it. He, uh, looking at his form, he started off his career over in WA, and. I wouldn't say he's a new addition to your kennel, sort of joined you halfway through his career and um, he's been competitive, racing some good dogs all throughout, but his sort of last four or five starts, he really seems to be putting it together. Pete, what do you put that down to? Yeah, oh, he's just learning, Cat. You know, he's he's, he's a nice dog. To, he's, he's, he likes a lot of work, this dog. You know, the more some dogs like to sit around, this dog, he really enjoys his work, so... You know, try not to troll him too much. He just works at home. He gets 600 every second day and then, then nom him like he, he loves work, this dog. Yeah, he's got a pretty good record, 36 starts for 13 wins. But the interesting thing for me when I had a look back through those WA runs last night was his very first start, he ran second in a qualifying trial at Cannington behind a dog called Big Energy, which ironically yeah. is in the Top Gun sprint this week. Yeah, true, true. He did. No, he's a nice dog. Like I mean, 
nice dog, you know, there's nice dogs just do their work and, you know, you're just lucky to have them. He's, he's no world beater, don't get me wrong, but he's, he does, he does give you a hundred percent, you know, he's, he's putting his best foot forward lately and let's hope he keeps doing it and, and puts his best foot forward on, on Friday night. Was it a tricky decision to go for the Wagga Cup opposed to the middle distance race at Dapto? Because he has won impressively at Dapto over the 600 metres. So um, you sort of had a couple of options there, Pete. I, I did, Kat. Yeah, he um, actually took him down early doors and trialled him and he went very low as 34s. And, you know, it, it sort of I stood back and had a look at that and thought, geez, you know, you went better than I thought you would. Um, the, the, the only thing dropping him back to a short shorter distance as in the 520 years he he does need a little bit of room early um you know given that um he he is he's strong he's he he's not he's not a group one dog or anything but he's he's nicely placed in this race and you know the only problem is you've got seven others there that are too like dad's got a dog in the one that he gets his own way he can run um you got the bitch in the eight you know she comes out she's won a couple of races in town like there's some nice dogs in it without them being anything, you know, extravagant. You're right about him not being uh, overly possessed with early pace, but looking at that race this week, he's drawn the black box again, Pete, and the five and the six, Gretel Bale and Tigalong Ruby, both began pretty well in their heats and cut to the fence, so he might get plenty of room. He may do. He may do, yeah. The only, my only concern is the eight holds her line. She, last week she came out and went hard left. You know, he, he's the sort of dog that doesn't need that. But that's racing on the on the other hand too, you know. It is what it is. Enough. Um, oh, he's been racing so well from the inside draws of recent times. Um, but Box 7, he does have a pretty good record there. He's had four starts for three wins and a placing and uh, three wins from four starts from Box 6 as well. So he's probably not too badly drawn out there. Yeah, no, he's he's fine. He, you know, like I mean, at at that particular track, I I think personally the one box is worth a length and length and a half start to you. Um, but no, he's definitely drawn all right out there. There's there's no reason why he can't he can't come out and do the same as he did last time. Just on the one box, Bianca boy, Bianca's boy has, has got the red. Firstly, uh, the the trainer there, Ray Sims, is he a relation to you? He's, that's my father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, it's, that's good because I was going to ask you about Bianca's boy. He burst on the scene a couple of months ago and looked like the next big thing. He was beaten in a heap, but he's been around there in pretty quick time. He has. He has. He's, he's, he's another dog. He can troll. Like, if the dog can break 30, no problems at all. It's just a matter of whether he does things right on the night and, um, yeah, he's dropped the box to do it. Do you know if there's any plans to take him to town? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It wouldn't surprise me if he lands in in the very near future. Yeah, okay, because I see he's had all of his starts at Wagga, and you're right, he's been down around about that 32nd, 30th, 3rd, I think he won a race in there recently. Yeah, and that was out of the inside, Jess. And, uh, Pete, you might have a couple of winners there on Friday night, hopefully. Another one... Uh, who's a pretty handy dog, is try catch up. He's had the nine wins from 20 starts, and he was first up in the cup heats there last week. It was a 
bit unlucky for him. Obviously, a big ask coming into a, a feature race series after a few months off the, the track. But prior to that, geez, he had been absolutely flying some really good performances in town, including his, his last start before going out for a break. Run 29.68 in defeat behind a little old dog called Chisapel. So he's obviously got a big motor and he goes around in, what is it, race four, number two on Friday night. He does, yeah. That's when he. That's why he was out so long, Kat. He um, he, he tore a groin chasing she's a pearl home. He, she beat him by three lengths, and yeah, he come off his, his back leg was full of blood. And Pete, what would you say would be your main danger in uh, Friday night's race? <laughs> All of them. Okay, okay. Twenty five thousand dollars to the winner. Win, lose, or draw. Do you have any? short to long-term plans with him or just keep poking around wherever you think he can win? Yeah, no, just keep poking him around. They'll probably all go back to town after this and, yeah, the um, try-catch-up, he'll he'll probably go tomorrow Cups and, and Bulleye Cups and then there's a couple of nice races coming up in town that, you know, just try and put them in where it best suits them. Okay, well, all the very best on Friday night. Uh, 8.27, that final of the Wagga Cup goes off, by the way. $25,000 to the win. I'm sure you're going to be in the mix there from Box 7. That's Rampani. Thanks for your time this morning, Pete. Good luck with him on Friday night and good luck ahead uh, going ahead as well. No worries at all. Thank you. There he was, Pete Sims, uh, the trainer of Rampani. He's a nice dog, Rampani. Yeah, as Pete said, he's no world beater, but he's a good, honest little bread and butter dog and... Um, he's been running some really nice races. I wouldn't say, you know, he was never out of form, but he was racing good city class, group borderline group class dogs. So you can't make too many mistakes when you're up against those dogs, Daff. But he's really starting to hit his straps at the moment, racing with plenty of confidence. So The thing yeah, that stood out to me so. there is, and I don't know, Pete Sims, you do, but uh, he's got his feet firmly planted on the ground. He knows where this dog is at, and he can clearly line up the form of of the others and where he wants to go to and where he's been. So always like that in a trainer. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't think there's any point being uh, being looking through the rose-coloured glasses. It gets you nowhere, does it, Daff? So uh, no, it doesn't pretty, pay the bills. pretty straight up and down. He knows what he's got and uh, knows what he's got to do. Well, Kat, we might take a short break, and after that we've got Sandro Bacini on, the owner of Val Policella. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing Val Policella again far, so did Centre Lake. They dispute the lead. On their hammer was Titanium Gun coming around the turn the first time. Check wide, Winnie Wendy, followed by Absolute Desire, Farmer Elfers, and last of all was Spot and Harper. To the back they run, 11.29 early. Taking over now was Titanium Gun. Leads a length and a half, Val Policella back to third, Centre Lake. Going to the inside, Winnie Wendy, a break in the field to Farmer Alpha, Spotted Harper, and Absolute Desire. Down the side, Titanium Gun in front. Here comes Val Policella. Titanium Gun tackled by Val Policella, who swept to the lead. Val Policella beats Titanium Gun, third home centre late. Followed then by Wendy Wendy, Spotted Harper. Well, back in the field. well, that was Val Policella in one of her recent wins, and there have been plenty of those, and we're fortunate enough now to chat with Sandro Bacini, the owner of Val Policella. Good morning, Sandro. Morning, Jared. How are you going? All right? I'm going okay. I was actually thinking, <laughs> listening to that, she's such a popular greyhound. In fact, I'd say she's probably the most popular greyhound in Queensland at the moment because of her record. But it's always interesting when people start talking about her because it takes them four or five cracks to get the word out. 
<laughs> Explain well, to our listeners, I know you've done this before, but perhaps to the uninitiated, what Val Policella <laughs> means. Well, Val Policella is actually an Italian wine, believe it or not. And, and uh, it's from uh, the north of Italy, where uh, my family originates from. And, um, yeah, well, my father uh, had a wine shop many moons ago, and um, and he, and he uh, got a good deal on some Italian wine, and um, and most of it was Val Policella. And I said, that's a great name. He said, yeah. you should name a dog after it. That was, uh, that was about, <laughs> I don't know, 25 years ago. And I said, well, I'll save it for when there's a good one. And um, unfortunately, he passed away a, a while ago. And um, anyway, she came along. There wasn't one good, good enough to name at the time. And um, yeah, she came along. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going I'm to name it in his honour. So, there so you, you knew she was good from the start? Well, she broke in rather well. She, she, she broke in probably a little bit. Oh, a little bit less than her mother, but her mother broke in exceptional, and um, and um, you know, like her run home was was quite strong in, in, when she broke in, and uh, like I had a good idea that she'd probably measure up. Actually, her sister, who won last night at Sandown, um, Emily Zoe, she went thirty three eighty six for the, oh, no, the five yeah. ninety five. Well, she actually broke in about half a tenth faster than her. Okay, so, she was really but, impressive. Running that time oh, she, last she, night. She's a real, she's a real good bitch. That one, you know, and um, and uh, like I mean, she's taken her time to find her feet. Um, she's a little bit more highly strung than, than my than my bitch, but um, but um, her, her trainers now obviously found the key to her, and that's and that's uh, you know like she's going to show keep show that form the way she won last night. That was just. That was a scintillating, scintillating. It was. You know, I was, I, I was, I was over the moon for Judy, uh, Judy Hurley Uanza, and who used to train, actually train Saldana as well. So, so yeah, so I'm very happy for them, and I'm glad to see that the rest of the litter doing well. Yeah. And uh, just on Judy Hurley, Sandro, before we uh, get back to your girl, um, it is nice to see her get a, a decent little girl as well because. Uh, Judy's done a lot for the industry, particularly over there in South Australia, and one of the oh, yeah. stalwarts, I, I suppose, of the industry uh, across Australia, and hasn't been too well in recent years. So hopefully, this little girl's giving her a nice little pick me up. Well, she she sent me a text last night and said, "Did you see it?" And I said, "Bloody oath, I did." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she was over the moon, believe it or not. You know, she, I'm just so happy for her because she's really been. Um, been in the, in the wars of late with her health, and um, you know, she nearly died a couple of times on the table um, when she had a cancer operation, and um, she's come back out of it. And uh, like, I'm just so pleased that she's got a she's got a nice girl to um, to race and keep her interest in the sports. And she's she's taken a bit of a backward seat um, from training and so on at the moment. Yeah, so I'm really happy for her. Really, really happy actually. Yeah. Now, Sandra, you bred this litter. Yeah, I did. Yes, that's well, right. When you yeah. went to when you went to Shimmer Shine, what were your expectations? Were you thinking sprinters, or because he's actually thrown a lot of stairs, although he never went over the staying trip himself? Well, funny you say that because um, because I went to Aston DB with the first leader um, because uh, uh, there was her, she Saldana herself was a half sister to um, a dog called Zinzan Brook and, and his brother Shimmer Shine, who performed very well in Victoria. Mm. Um, when trained by by Jamie Ennis or Brooke Ennis, and um, and they were by Knocker Norris, and um, and and Aston DB's dam line is, goes back to the lead Oriental, who was assisted at Knocker Norris. So I figured, well, that 
that could, you know, I'll, I'll try that out. Um, look, they were good dogs. There was nothing wrong with them. They, they, there were eight of them. They all won. They all, we had a litter of 100% winners. But it was just the class was just wasn't there with them. Um, anyway, I, I, I did my own research with with uh, with um, with breeding, and um, anyway, I came up with Shimmer Shine. I really liked him as a dog as well, and I and I liked Shimmer Song as well. She actually beat Zinzan Brook in the Geelong Cup. Sorry, ju- judicial right. man, judicial man in the in the, in the Geelong yeah. Cup. Yeah. Nailed him on the post, and then she won the Hume Cup. I think after that, um, but um, but she also comes from um, uh, the line of Shimmer Gurney, who was a, just an outstanding staying bitch, and uh, by by Primo Una. And um, anyway, I I uh, decided I I'd, I'd, I'd give him a go, thinking I might get some stayers, but. Who's to know, you know, at this point in time? And actually, as it turned out, the, the Aston DBs, a couple of them have won over 600, and um, so and he generally doesn't throw very strong dogs. And when the Shimmer Shines started, they all broke in, or the ones that I know about, they broke in rather well, and they all had absolutely flying run homes. Um, for example, Andy Lord's got one um, that he bought off me as a pup, Called spread the load. Um, she's, she's when she was 18 months old, and she was trolling 29.8 at Wentworth Park and running home in 11 threes. You know, she's she doesn't concentrate too hard on her races, unfortunately. But but she's an outstanding bitch. I mean, he he, he he's going to breed from her at some point. Uh, he told me so. Um, so I mean, she's definitely got the motor. There's a, and there's another one called Hip Top Gear, who's won over 700 at. Um, at Sandown. I think she's in tomorrow night as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, she was a, a good thing beaten in the past Members' Cup. Uh, last Thursday night, she ran fourth to Amendola after getting poleaxed early. Oh, and yeah. on the quick backup, uh, Tony trialled her at the Meadows on Monday night. It was interesting to have a look at these times. He put her around over the sprint. Mm. Um, she ran 30.05, a, a pedestrian 5.25 early. Zipping Vanessa trolled 30.09, ran 5.33 early. But when you compare that to JSJ, of course, Mick Samet's dog, he went round, yeah. he ran 29.83, 5.20 early. So, well, she was only a tick over three lengths slower than JSJ over the sprint. So she's obviously flying. Oh, she, yeah, she, she pulled up well from, from Ipswich. Um, she actually ran home that night. Um, in that race, and she broke 12. She ran 11.99, and like that's that's pretty pretty solid yeah. over the 6.30. I mean, if you break it, break 12 over the 5.20, you, you you're pretty happy. Um, so it's, it's, so we kind of thought she was on point then, and um, and taken no harm. And Tony had told me she she pulled up good, so he flew her down on Sunday, and um, and then Mick put her around on on Monday night, and you know she she trialled beautifully actually handled the track really well i was quite pleased with with the trial yeah well she's come up with the red box on saturday night and yep. i think it's a really good draw for it because right beside her in box two is untapped uh one of the victorians and she's a good beginner but she gets that first turn and just turns right i think there's going to be a lot of room there on the fence hope so <laughs> Hope you're right. Yeah. Tony wanted Tony wanted the one or the eight. Yeah. Did he? Um, okay. It's yeah. a deep field. Um, she actually looks pretty good uh, odds on face value at ten dollars. The favourite, like Wildfire, who we all know, box five at three dollars. But it's a hot field. Palawa King in there at box three. Um, so Cat said at the top of the show, it's probably the deepest um, Top Gun stay as we've ever had, and I think that'll be a fair assessment of it. 
Oh, definitely. It's a great field, you know, like just an honour to be in it, really. Um, uh, you know, I was actually surprised we got picked. Um, I thought you know, a couple of others might have got a, got a nod ahead of her. She, she might not have done enough. But, um, but yeah, look, we're just grateful for the panel to have... Um, selected her and, and to be part of the part of the field and part of the experience really you know like uh but in saying that you know she, she'll make a presence felt if she doesn't um doesn't get knocked around too much early uh you know, she'll, she'll be running home she won't disgrace herself that's for sure yeah i think we might have lost cat there sandro so last one from me <laughs> yep <laughs> are you heading down yep definitely we Going down Saturday, we're driving down actually. So uh, yeah, some quick quick nine hours down down the highway for it's us. It's not a bad drive though. I've done it a lot of times. It's actually quite good now. There's no no red lights, no traffic no, lights. No, exactly. It's basically well, we live we live um, just on the outskirts of Sydney. We're right near the M7, and um, and basically we just we just it's right out the front of our place. So we just turn onto the M7 and then get on the new highway, and basically we don't have to stop anywhere unless nah. we want to have you know. Have a break, you know. That's about That's it, good. really. It's fantastic. No, no, we'll be leaving early, getting there, getting there about hopefully three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And um, I'm yeah, sure it'll be a great night. Out. And oh, she, uh, great. she's she's still young. She's not even two and a half yet. Yeah, just coming up to that now. Actually, yeah, she was born, I think, May. May uh, uh, twenty one. Yeah, right, so yeah, 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 she's, she's, yeah, well, yeah. never wanted to put her over the seven hundred too early, but I think she basically forced his hand, you know, but she was just running home so hard um, that you know, it was just pretty much a fait accompli. It was either choose to do that or, or get, get belted in 500 metre races and, um, yeah. and, and and lose her confidence, um, which you didn't, definitely didn't want that to happen. And, you know, you know well, I leave it up to Tony all the time and he makes all the decisions in, in terms of her racing. But, you know, um, I, he's, he's handled it beautifully right, right through the whole preparation and, uh, and she's, career, she's career been so a real far. find a real find in the staying ranks actually i think since going over the longer trip last uh thursday night at Ipswich was her first unplaced run it was it was uh, over, over 600 yeah exactly yeah. actually no i think she might have ran fourth for another night um it was at um uh at albion park during the um their carnival and she was in the 600. She got knocked. She got squeezed out from box five, but she, she ran home pretty hard that night and ran fourth. So she has run unplaced before. Sorry, sorry to okay. correct you. <laughs> well, she's in the field. She's got the box. Um, <laughs> she runs the trip. She trolled well on Monday night. All the, all the stars are starting to align. So good luck. Uh, we'll safe travels. Firstly, on the trip down and, and very much and back yeah. on uh, on Saturday. But. I'm sure she'll acquit herself well. She's going to be pretty hard to beat. So good luck on Saturday night, Sandra. No, thanks very much, and you know, and good luck and safe travels for all the runners. Of course, you know, we we don't want to see any any incidents, and um, you know, you know, may the best dog win. Really, at the end of the day, that's 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 what we want. Just a nice clean run, and hope she can just put herself in the race and um, and and do her thing. You know, and that's that's it. All right, good luck on Saturday night. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks, mate. All the best. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks. Bye. Well, I don't know whether, you, whether you're still with us, Kat. Yeah, I'm certainly here. Um, Gee, there's a guy that knows his greyhounds. I wonder yeah, what he does. Uh, I wonder what he does else during the day, going back over some of those wins and the breeds and that. He clearly knows his stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. He's spent plenty of time going over those uh, old stud books. I would have said back in the day, Daff. So he um, he definitely knows he's uh, he's breeding Sandra when. 
he's another one that's put a lot into the industry over the years, so it's really good to see him finally get uh, a top liner that can go in all these races because that's what you get into greyhounds for. You're all We all own, breed, train them to get a dog like her, so... Um, best of luck to him. I just on that market, Duff. I think she's clearly the value in the race. Um, yeah. I thought... Well, we might go down. We might go down that market before, or the three markets before we finish the show. So I'll mention the prices first, and you can have a crack at them. Val Policella ten, Untapped fourteen, Paloar King four, Zipping Vanessa six. Like Wildfire is the favourite. I, I didn't think he'd shorten, but he has three forty into three. Zohar Bale at four sixty, Ritzer Piper fifteen, Moraine Susie nine. The two reserves quarter and first pick are both twenty one dollars pop uh, twenty one dollar chances. So, you think Vol Palacella? Yeah, looking at the market, I can understand why Like Wildfire is the favourite. Obviously, the dog's got massive wraps on him. I think it's going to be. It's definitely his acid test. He's got box five. It's mm. his first time up against a full field of real good dogs. You know, he's been, um, prior to this, belting up dogs that have been far lesser than him, particularly up here in New South Wales before making the trip down there. And um, even still, you know, he, he's he's yet to face a full field of uh, group class dogs. So it's definitely going to be his acid test on Saturday night. I I think I'm happy to risk him at $3. Um I yeah, do think ditto. that he's probably the fastest dog in the race. But um, before the, the box draw came out, I thought Palawa King was massive overs. At $8, he's now $4. I think he's the most likely winner of the race. Um, he's already won a group one over the track and trip. But I think Val Policella, uh, the odds, are, I just I think they're crazy odds about her. She, she yeah, looks nice like price. she's going to get a beautiful run into the race. And, and, and as um, I said, untapped, untapped is the key drawn beside uh, Val Policella in box two because um, she does use a lot of the track and she can begin. So I guess that'll suit Val Policella. No doubt it'll suit Palawa King as well because there'll be a little bit of room behind there. So that's the stayers. Uh, the sprint, uh, the market, Scalacci off the red, the youngster, 340 into 310. Alpha Zulu, 225 out to 230. Transponder, the second of the Thompson runners. They've got Alpha Zulu in there as well at $12.00. Launch Code, the maturity winner at 12, Big Energy. Uh, we spoke about it earlier. It's at 7, Elite Machine from WA at 21. Wow, she's fast. The veteran at 10. And Jay is Jay. Uh, he trialled okay there. He's drawn the wrong side of the track, but he's a nice price at $19. Yeah, there's some big prices about some really good dogs. Even Elite Machine, he's a two-time Group 1 winner, and he's going around $21. Um, but just on how the boxes have landed... Um, it does look like the one, two, three, uh, definitely have an mm. advantage, particularly because of Transponder's racing style. We know, we know he's going to want to push up the track and, uh, Alpha Zulu could not have drawn better. It's just going to be interesting to see what Scalacci does because if Scalacci brings the form that he did, uh, from Adelaide and runs a comparable time, like he's, he's probably capable of breaking that five second barrier, um, early there at the Meadows, which is going to make it very, tricky for another dog to get around him yeah well you're right um he's got the pace but alpha zulu when winning that cranbourne cup at sand and i think he ran five seconds early in either the heat or the final and he's not really one-dimensional like he can lead on that time but the, the way i see it scalacci probably leads and alpha zulu on his back and and then it's hard to see the outside uh, brigade getting into this race cat yeah look if they do it right i think the one and the two win it between them um if it goes to script, you, you know, it's dog racing. It's, it doesn't always go to script. But 
Um, just looking at it, I mean, I, I could make a case for either the one or the two. I, I definitely think they're the two clear dogs to beat, and the market reflects that. And finally, the Hume Cup over the, the 600. Um, well, they won their heats, uh, or they won their way through to the heats uh, last week. Raiders Guide, the Tassie Stars come up with the red box. It's been a mover in the market already, 3 into 270. Ailey Bale box 2, 398 to 420. Multi-mat potential leader, it's an $11 chance. Responder, 19 into 11. Hector Fawley, probably the best dog with an awkward draw. He's at $3. Aston Luciano, 18. Kai Bale, 15. Rippon Grace, now in the Thompson Kennel, drawn the wrong side of the track there at $12. That's a good field as well. Yeah, absolutely. There were a few upsets there in the heats, um, particularly the, the final heat of the night, which was by far the had the most depth in it. And, um, yeah, it was an upset result there. Um, I think Raiders Guide is the dog to beat after coming up with Box 1. Uh, Tasmanian doing absolutely everything right since coming up to the mainland. Um, I do think the value is Responder, and punters have identified that, $18 into $11. Um, I know he's got a tricky draw, but he's got a bit of pace on his inside. If he can get a nice track into the race, um, yeah, I think he represents some value still at double figures. Okay, well, that's Saturday night. As you mentioned, yourself and Dan Huddy will be there. Sky Racing active coverage and obviously lead-ins for Sky, uh, given it's such a big night before each of the race. So looking forward to that coverage. Uh, We better let you go. We better finish the show up because I think you're not far off having to go and put uh, the rug on your first runners at in race three in about an hour's time. Yeah, Belmont Bullet. He's got box seven, but hopefully he can uh, he can show clean pair of heels out of the boxes and be hard to beat. Well, may as well mention the other two. Because they're long odds on favourites. In race five, you've got... Uh, yes, we've got uh, Yutz Beauty. He's got box Yutz one. Yutz Beauty's got the um, red box. It's a $1.15 yeah. pop. And race 11, number one. Yep, Dam Slithery. She's, uh, she's out of a former Queensland Greyhound of the Year in Dam Slippery, so... Um, yet to see if she's going to live up to her mother's uh, grand heights, but she's doing everything right at this stage. And uh, one thing I'd say about her is she's never going to run you any track records, but she tries very hard. So you love to have dogs like that. Well, the prices suggest you've got a realistic hope of maybe all three winning, but fingers crossed you get at least one there today. Good luck today. Thanks uh, for your input this morning, Kat. I know it's not, uh, not easy when you're on the road. That's going greyhounds for another week. We'll come back next Tuesday. Uh, new Tuesday, Cup Day. Put a spanner in the works yesterday, but we'll be back news uh, next Tuesday for going greyhounds.